Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. Y'all are not going to hear any music in the background because I'm in another moment of just wanting to speak to you. <laughs> so um, I literally have just had an epiphany. There are a lot of good, I mean, good hearted people on this planet. People that are selfless, that always are pouring into other people, that are always thinking about other people before themselves, that are always trying to find a way to be a blessing to other people. And sometimes you may get to the point that you feel as if doing so is at a fault because you may feel as if you are unnoticed or unrecognized or irrelevant sometimes. And you feel as if your acts of kindness, your love language is being ignored, is being avoided, is being just overseen and just truly not addressed. I just wanted to speak to you today. Thank you. Thank you for being who you are, because the way the world is set up, it is so easy sometimes for us to be sidetracked by all of the good that we do that appears to go unnoticed. And you know what? Everything that is done in this world, I believe it truly has a purpose. So for those times that you were sacrificial and you thought about someone who necessarily or maybe didn't even think about you in return, didn't reciprocate how you felt about them, or maybe they didn't do it to the same level that you did it. And so over a period of time, you started to believe like, you know what, they don't really care about how my sacrificing impacts them, or they don't really care about feeling as if what I'm doing is not even being reciprocated. And I know that it could, you know, it could be crushing sometimes. It could crush your spirit sometimes. I just wanted to take a moment, though, to let you know that you truly are significant and that even your acts of kindness are significant. I get it. Everybody does not have to be nice. Everybody does not have to be kind. And truth be told, everybody is not. There are a lot of people that are bitter, miserable, upset, angry, full of hate, full of strife, full of discord. The list goes on and they can spew that negative energy onto you, whether you're aware of it or you're not. And so all of a sudden you may start to shrink. You may start to shrink, not because you are consciously aware of what they're doing, but because of who it is that they make you feel in their presence. And so I wanted to encourage you to rise. I wanted to encourage you to continue to shine, to continue to be the very best, kind hearted, genuine person that you could be because there truly is only one you. No one can love the way you do. No one can gift the way you do. No one can care the way you do. No one can do that. You're the one that holds the power in that regard. No one can do it the way you do it. And so when you are thinking about others, when you are considering others, consider those seeds. Now, the harvest may come in a different light. The harvest may come in a different way. But learn to look at this as a seed that you're planting. 
You are going to be the one to plant. Someone else will be the one to water. And then of course the creator will give you the increase. And so don't beat yourself up if you are the type of person that has a big heart. Because I know what that feels like firsthand. I know what it feels like to sow into others. I know what it feels like to sacrifice for others. I know what it feels like to love the unlovable. Trust me, I do. But I also know that everything that you do, it holds a purpose. Whether you are consciously aware of it or you're not consciously aware of it, yet it holds a purpose. And so it's someone's life that you're touching. It's an impact that you're making. It's an influence that you are operating in and whether or not they recognize it now, they may never recognize it. So don't bank on the fact that they're going to recognize the good that you do for them. But I do believe that it comes back in different ways. So even if the person that you're supposedly sewing into may not recognize your value at this moment, may not recognize what it is that you bring to the table, may not recognize the fact that the type of person that you are is rare. They may not even understand the fact that you're a unicorn until after the fact that you done left. Once you left, it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize who I had and the value that I had of that person until after they were no longer present. And you know what? That's okay. Because eventually they recognized it. However, for those that never do, it's okay because chances are. Someone is watching you. They're watching how you love on people. They're watching how kind you are. They're watching how you don't give people the same energy that they give back to you. They're watching how you don't retaliate. They're watching how, despite the fact that they've mistreated you, misspoke to you, took you for granted, all of those things that you are so resilient and how it is that you operate in your acts of kindness that It has left an impression on them. Maybe not the person that you are operating in the acts of kindness toward, but someone observing how it is that you are consistently doing for people that may not necessarily reciprocate what it is that you do for them. Someone is paying attention to your acts of kindness. Someone desires to have those same qualities. Someone wishes that they had those same exact qualities. And someone is striving for your arena of realm, your your realm of kindness. They want to be like that. They no longer want to be bitter. They no longer want to be angry. They no longer want to be easily swayed in a negative matter. They literally aspire to have the same qualities that you do. So even if it seems as if what you're doing is for not, do not be dismayed. Do not give up. Like truly, you may want to change where you're casting your pearls to. I get that. Trust me, I get that. But don't change the essence of who you are. Please don't do that because we need more kind people in this world. It's enough cruel people in the world to last, I'm sure, I know for me, to last me a lifetime. It's enough bitter people that I come into contact with 
to last me a lifetime. It's enough mean girls and enough mean boys in this world to last me a lifetime that I've encountered cross paths with. It's enough of that already. But you know what? What I believe the world needs is more kind-hearted people, more genuine-hearted people, more loving people, more generous people, more people that are full of joy. And I do understand that the way that this world has been fluctuating lately, that it's really hard sometimes to pull out joy and to pull out love and to pull out kindness, meekness, self-control, generosity. I get all of that. However, if that is something that literally by nature is just in you, if that's just a part of your DNA, if that's just who you are and you can't help it, continue to not help it because we need more people that are kind-hearted. We need more people that when you, you may be having a, da- a bad day, but then someone comes across your path and they're smiling and they're grinning from ear to ear. And before you know it, you start to grin too, because it's contagious. It's contagious to be just to, to see a smile. It's contagious for someone to start laughing and then you start laughing too. It's those things are contagious. So what I would love to take place is for the joy and for the kindness for that to spread like a a forest fire for people to be more consciously aware of I don't have to just because you're giving me that negative energy. I don't have to reciprocate that negative energy. I can choose to love you. I can choose to be kind to you. I can choose peace. And if my peace comes with me, literally providing joy, or if my peace comes with me responding in a kind fashion, even though you weren't so kind to me, if that's where my peace comes from, because I'm holding myself from responding to you and giving you the same negative energy that you're giving to me, maybe that'll heap coals of fire on that person's head because they start to realize after you walk away, I probably shouldn't have addressed them the way that I did. I don't even know why I did. Maybe I should have thought that through before I said what I said, how I said it. Maybe there could have been a better way for me to say that. Why did I say it in that tone? What have they done to me? Because a lot of times what you're doing is reaping the aftermath of somebody else that ticked that person off. And instead of them spewing that energy on that person that did that, you're the next person in line. And so guess what? You get it. You're the one that gets all that spewing. But instead of reacting to them the way that they reacted to you, find a kind word to tell them. Aren't you glad that you woke up today? Oh, by the way, I love that shirt. Oh, your hair, your hairstyle looks really nice. Watch how the energy shifts. Watch how they change, how they even view themselves or even maybe you in that moment because you chose to take the high road. I believe that the world needs kindness. It's many times that I have truly found myself biting my tongue purposely because of certain things that I wanted to say. And I could have said, but then it would have been like going for the jugular. You know, if, if someone is already upset and so maybe they're spewing that anger out on you and then you want to have the last words. So you go for the jugular, so to speak. Next thing you know, you've ruined what could have been potentially a life lesson or you've ruined an opportunity to nurture a relationship or you've ruined the opportunity to you yourself grow because you chose to take 
how that person responded to you internally. And next thing you know, now you're doing the same thing they did. You're spewing it outwardly and you're take you're saying words that you could never take back. How often have you ever seen someone want to take back? Thank you. And please. And oh my goodness, I appreciate you. How often have you seen that take place where they literally have been like, I am grateful for what it is that you said. I am grateful for what it is that you did. How often have you seen that take place in your life where someone, the minute that you said something kind, the minute that you did something kind, the minute that you operated in kindness, that they're like, oh, you need to take that back. Or have you wanted to take it back? Now, I know, trust me, there have been times that I have seen myself cast my pearls to swine. I've seen myself do something, an act of kindness and it not be reciprocated. And I'm like, dang, I should have put those pearls over here where I know it would have been appreciated a lot better. But then if I look at the whole picture, what I started to recognize is that even though I cast those pearls to that swine, because I didn't recognize that that was a swine to begin with. I can still see the blessing in the effort. I can still see how my act of kindness, I didn't get the harvest over here, but I did get it over here because I sowed the seed of kindness regardless. I sowed it and so I still reaped the harvest. It didn't come from the resource of the person that I thought that it would come from, but it came nevertheless. And so sometimes we have to be mindful that I know it's easy sometimes for us to retract Whenever we are good people, because yes, there are good people in this world that get mistreated quite often. And maybe it's because there's so many people that just don't believe that you can genuinely be good because they've dealt with so many cruel people or they've dealt with people that have betrayed their trust or they've dealt with people that lied in their face and stabbed them in the back. Whatever the scenario is, it's too many of them to, to even say, but whatever the reason being, there's something Nine times out of 10, whenever a kind person turns mean or wicked or bitter or whatever, nine times out of 10 is because they either cast their pearls to swine way too often, what they felt and what they did was never reciprocated, or they felt like and they convinced themselves the good people don't never win, the good people don't never finish last. So I'm just going to stop being good. I'm going to stop being so kind. I'm going to stop thinking about this person because they don't never think about me. They start listening to that voice and that that stinking thinking takes them away from their element of their true essence of who they are. And it's over a period of time. It's never instant. It's never instantaneous. It happens over a period of time. If you look back, if when you think about it, it's like, okay, well, I wasn't always this way. You hear a lot of people say that. I wasn't always this way. So it's one of two ways. You could have been really negative in the beginning, then you turn positive. You could have been really positive in the beginning, and then you turn negative. If you're stating, I wasn't always this way, what shifted? Nine times out of 10, it was your mindset. Why did your mindset shift? So if you went from being negative to positive, congratulations. But if you went from being positive to negative, why do you think that is? And if you really take the time out to look on the inside, most likely the reason why you went from being positive to negative is because the negative start to outweigh the positive in your mind. 
So in your mind, you started playing those tapes more than you were the positive tapes. So then the negative became your new mindset. And then that's when you start saying, everybody can't be that happy. Why is she always smiling? I don't even understand why she always grinning. Child, I done heard everything she going through. Why she still got a smile on her face? Right about now, she should be crying. You see how I dissed her? She should be crying in a corner somewhere. You see how I talked to her? She should be crying in a corner somewhere. You see how I mistreated her? She should be crying somewhere. But if you literally are operating when you see that person in nothing but sheer joy, what do you think that's going to do to that person? Because they know how they treated you. They know how they spoke to you. They know how they acted around you. And when you see them, you're operating not being fake because there is a big difference. But you genuinely are just like, hey, not holding against them what they did to you because that's what their expectation is. They expect you to be negative toward them. They expect you to come at them the way that they came at you. But what if you do the opposite? What if you do the complete opposite? And you kill them with kindness. Not intentionally, but that's just because of who you truly are. Eventually, what may potentially happen, not a promise, but it could potentially happen. They could be like, you know what? That person really, that's just who she is. I mean, I know what I've done to tick her off. I know what I've said to tick her off. But every time I converse with her, is she's the same person. Yesterday, today. I'm sure she's going to be the same person next week. She's just real. Oh, okay. So now your conversation with that person changes because now over a period of time, they've seen you in different scenarios and they're just like, wow, <laughs> she's just really good people. Wow. He's just really good people. Huh? I believe it all has to do with your mindset. So if you are a person that operates in kindness nine times out of 10, don't allow someone else and their stinking thinking to take you off your post, to take you off of where you're supposed to be, who you were made to be. Find your tribe. I know I have a, a one of my children. She talks about her tribe all the time. Like, I just need to find my tribe. And the older that I'm getting, I'm understanding that. It's not necessarily that you got to change who you are. You just might have to change who you affiliate with because iron sharpens iron. So if you're that person that you are operating and dealing with people that don't necessarily celebrate you, that don't necessarily edify you, that don't necessarily take the time out to build you up, where there's a whole lot of lip service, but there's no action involved. You may have to reevaluate your tribe, but you shouldn't change who you are. You should stay true to that element because there's something that you're bringing to the universe. There's something that you can do that can't nobody else do. There's something that a way that you operate that can't nobody else operate like that. If they would have tried to do the exact same thing that you're doing, they would fail. Not because you're better than them, but just because of the way you're created and the way that you're set up. That's your calling. That's your flow. That's that's what you were made to do. So it's like adjust myself for who? Why would you do that? One of the greatest things about learning and discovering who you are, whether you are in the dating pool, 
whether you are in the courting phase, whether you are in the engagement phase, or whether you are in wedlock, one of the greatest things of discovering who you are is discovering the element of your true identity. When you strip away every single false expectation, when you strip away every single lie that you've told yourself and you've allowed other people to speak into you, when you start to just let that stuff fall by the wayside and you recognize these are the qualities that I possess. This is truly who I am. This right here is my foundation. It doesn't matter if it's Monday or if it's Sunday. This part of me will not change. It doesn't matter if I'm going through or I'm not going through. This part of me will not change. When you start to recognize that that is the element of who you are, the essence of who you are, I truly believe that's when you tap into your truest power in terms of who you were meant to be and where your significance lies. Because a lot of times we get into this as children, teenagers, young adults, adults, we get into this phase of trying to be who we're not because maybe we look over here and we admire certain qualities or maybe we look over there and we admire certain qualities. But instead of us tapping into within, like I admire that about you and I like how you operate as you. I admire that in you and I like what, how you operate as you. But when have we taken time out to look straight in the mirror and be like, I admire this in you. Let me operate in that because I see so many beautiful people. Like personally, I have seen so many beautiful people in this world and I've seen how they handle conflict. I've seen how they resolve conflict. I see how they reconcile. I see how it is that they truly have a presence about them. It's a presence about them that when they walk into a room, it's an automatic reverence. It's an automatic respect. And you know what I believe that is? It's because they, they found their footing and they discovered who they were. They stopped apologizing for being different. They stopped apologizing for having joy. They stopped apologizing for being so kind. They stopped apologizing for being so loving. And they literally just began to operate that in that for being so wise, full of humor. Because this, is a, I, I mean, I love comedy, so it's a lot of people that I, I, you know, pretty much admire. They just have this great sense of comedy, and I just I admire that in them. That's not one of my greatest qualities. I ain't the funniest person in the world. So I try to stay in my lane. But I know that kindness is one of the qualities that I have. And I recognize that in other people. And so I tried my best to give them their accolades because I know that people don't have to be nice. They do not have to be kind. So when they are, I do everything I can to let them know I see you. I see you and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate how appreciate how you're kind to me. I appreciate how you're kind to others. I see you. And nine times out of 10, if I'm able to see that, guess why? Because they're consistent in it. It's not every once in a while. It's every time that I cross their path. It's I see that quality in them. So over a period of time, as I'm watching their walk, I'm noticing this is just who you are. This is a part of your DNA. This is a part of your makeup. Now, you know that you can, if you are one of those people that you're just like, okay, I've been angry my whole life. All my life, I had to fight. Okay, so if you've been angry your whole life and you are desiring to change that up, to switch that up, a part of being able to do that 
would mean that you may have to change the people that you associate with. It means that you may have to change the things that you watch. You're going to have to protect your eye gate. You're going to have to protect your ear gate. You're going to have to protect yourself. You're going to have to guard your heart if you're wanting to change and become a more positive person. Maybe your being around the negative for so long has seeped into every crack and crevice of who you are to where you have convinced yourself that that's as good as it gets. Well, if you're desiring different, that little glimpse of desire, you start to feed that like a seed. You start to water it like a seed. And next thing you know, guess what? Your mindset will shift. Your mindset will change. And voila, all of a sudden, you are now operating in a different realm, in a different, on a different frequency. And you're just like, you know what? That's the old me. I used to be that way. I used to think that way. I don't think that way any longer. Well, what has changed? My mindset. Because I remember that there was a day for me. I used to fight like cats and dogs. I didn't care who you were. Didn't care your age. Had no reverence for how old you were. I would fight because that was my, and it was my love language, honey. That was my defense mechanism. In order for me to protect myself, I felt throwing blows was the answer. So every chance I got, Man or woman, I was constantly trying to fight, constantly trying to fight. You say the wrong, I didn't care how tall you were. I didn't care how short you were. It didn't matter to me, but that was me housing anger and didn't even realize that that's what it was. I was housing anger. And so it came out with me trying to fight everybody and a mama. And I had to change my stinking thinking. I had to realize that my past does not have to determine my future. I had to realize that my past does not have to determine my present. But that I had to shift the way I thought. And then guess what I discovered? You actually are a very kind person. People have just misused you, mistreated you spewed their insecurities onto you to where you started wearing it like it was your new wardrobe and next thing you know you're reciting their thoughts in a negative way you're reciting how they looked at themselves now you're trying to make it seem as if it's you and it was never a part of who you were this is just what they put on you once I took that wardrobe off realigned my thoughts realigned my life realigned more positive things started happening to me but it also has a, a different effect you start to recognize when the negative creeps in and you're like I don't want any parts of that so once you get to the point that you some people call it deliverance some people call it breakthrough call it whatever you want whatever works for you but once you get to that point of recognizing that old wardrobe, that old way of thinking, that old mindset did not do anything for me. This is me. I'm a new creature. I'm doing things differently. And this is my why. Once you do that, then you'll recognize, I believe, sooner, this don't fit. This do does not fit my new puzzle. It's got to go. Okay, this doesn't fit the new way that I think. It's got to go. Me being in this type of atmosphere is not conducive to my growth. It's got to go. If I want to remain in this state of mind where I am thinking on those things that are good, a virtue, be praiseworthy. If I want to do that, then I've got to change even 
what it is that I allow to seep into my mindset. I have got to change. Maybe it is the people that I associate with. Maybe these people don't mean me no earthly good and they haven't meant me any earthly good for decades, but I wasn't able to recognize it because I still had that stinking wardrobe on. But once I took it off, because that stinking wardrobe represented familiar spirits. and But once I took that mess off and then I put a whole new wardrobe on, a different mindset. And I started to recognize that when that conversation, that old man of conversation came up and it's like, Ooh, this stinks. I don't even want to have this kind of conversation. I don't even want to partake of this anymore. Everything about you starts to change. So you, if you are one of those people that I'm speaking to, that just has the biggest heart known to man and known to woman, please don't change who you are for anybody. Keep being the best version of yourself or coming into the best version of yourself unapologetically because there truly is only one you there's there's just one you and guess what being you looks so good on you so this is going to conclude the end of this podcast however i wanted to read a letter to my future hubby it is dated june the 7th of 2021 and it says dear future hubby I have been having a tug of war concerning this one subject, transition. For a while now. Yes, in my younger years, this seemed easier to adapt to. Transitioning into a new residence, transitioning into a new job role, transitioning with a new addition to the family, you name it. However, it seems as if the older I become, transitioning is harder for me to do. Could it be that I have finally understood what counting up the cost truly means? Or could it be that some way, somehow, I've allowed fear to take over? You know what they say. Fear is false evidence appearing real. I know how this feels all too well. Because this past weekend, I thought I lost my whole purse. Wallet and cell phone included. Talk about false evidence appearing real. Honey, that felt extremely real to the point that I was so discombobulated. My entire life flashed right before my eyes, literally. Maybe because it seems as though I keep my whole life in my purse. It may at this time be a good time to transition concerning that too. Yes, I eventually did find my purse. But the level of anxiety that I had prior to actually locating it was nearly maxed out. My 17-year-old son was helping me try to locate it. And I could see that he also felt a little anxiety during this process. Maybe that's it. No matter how positive the, the transition is for you or your family, anxiety is bound to show up in one way, form, or fashion. Such as fear. False evidence appearing real which is most likely why the phase do it scared is used so readily nowadays. We shouldn't allow the fear or anxiety to start stunt our growth or stop us from pursuing our dreams because by doing so, we make that false evidence appearing real have the final say. And that's what causes many of us to stop dead in our tracks concerning our pursuit to more, to happiness, to excellence, to our greatest version of ourselves. So the answer, I believe, is Teresa, do it scared. Just like I found my purse eventually, I will find my way. 
I love you. Love, Teresa. So y'all have the most amazing, blessed evening, morning, or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor. Take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.